0: Hello and welcome to the Hunger Walkathon West Crop Walk podcast. I'm Marty Calchimero, and today we are sharing with you a radio broadcast from April Fourteenth, twenty nineteen. Members of our team are on the Doris Davenport show with Doug Wyman on WPNA, fourteen ninety AM in Oak Park. This audio is from their Facebook live broadcast of the segment about our Hunger Walk and the issues surrounding hunger. We appreciate people having an interest in supporting our tagline, Ending Hunger One Step at a Time. This was our 36th annual Crop Walk, which is always the first Sunday of May. Thank you for listening.
1: It has different names, and our guests will explain the difference between all of those names. But I'm very, very pleased to welcome into the studio Uh, Today, three of our guests, and those are Joanne Despotis, John Scogan, and Martin Culchimiro. And I'm going to, first of all, welcome to the Doris Davenport Show. Thank you. you. Good to be here. You are more than welcome. Now, because you guys have all been here before, rather than me going into your bio, I'd like each of you to go around and tell us a little bit about Mm -hmm. yourself and what brought you to work with the, well let's not go into the Hunger Walk yet, we want to know who you are. Joanne, why don't we start with
2: the ladies first. Why, thank you. Um, well, let's see, I'm um, a person who's lived in the Oak Park area for over 35 years. I um, am a person who's currently retired. But all of my uh, adult life, I've been involved in volunteering in various ways. Mm-hmm. My background, I'm retired now, but my background is in nursing, I'm a registered nurse, and I just really appreciate having the opportunity to work on an issue that I think is so important as hunger. Very good. And John Scogan
3: Yes, uh, John Scogan and uh, I'm the National Community Engagement Manager for Church World Service, Crop Hunger Walks.
1: That's a promotion, isn't it? Because
3: that wasn't your title when you were here last year. No, it wasn't. It's a a new (laughs) title. Um, A lot of the same work, but um, Mm -hmm. it's a new title. So uh, I've worked with uh, Church World Service for five years. Um, My my entire adult life has been spent working in um, church or church-related organizations, nonprofits, and came to uh, work for Church World Service and Crop Hunger Walk. Uh, And really what I like about it is the connection that we have to local agencies, local hunger and feeding agencies, as well as our work around the world.
0: Mm -hmm. Wonderful. And Martin Colchimero. Hi, (laughs) Hi, I'm Marty Colchimero. Thanks again, DARS. For having us on the show, I've been involved uh, as a co-chair with uh, Joanne for about five or six years, and I first got involved in the Hunger Walk. Uh, being invited by a friend, Tom Holmes, who was this year's uh, Grand Marshal, and Ah. said they needed some help with their website and social media, and so that's my claim to fame and why I like doing this and why I think this is so important. It's that people in the community helping one another. That's why we're on this planet, and that's why I like doing this.
1: Great. That is awesome. Uh, for this interview, uh, we, we've asked our interns to uh, engage with us. They're going to be sharing in the questioning of all of you because we want our young people to really understand the importance of hunger and why it's important for us to do what we're doing here. Uh, Kenan White, you have a question. Yes. How and when did the Crop Hunger Walk begin? What's its umbrella organization and what is the purpose of the local Crop Hunger Walk?
2: Well, thanks for asking, Kenan. Canaan, sorry. (laughs) Uh, So the original uh, Crop Hunger Walk in our area, in the Oak Park area, started 36 years ago with a group of church-related church people who um, wanted to do something about hunger. So they had a hunger group, and they were looking for how could they take their interest and their concern and really make a difference so they back then started something called the tri village crop walk um, and it um, that's where it all began Uh, john is actually a representative uh, of our umbrella organization so i'll let him talk about that
3: yeah so um crop hunger walks are um, part of the Churchville service uh, umbrella organization and um, this is an exciting year for us, because this is the 50th year of Crop Hunger Walks. They started in 1969 in Bismarck, North Dakota. Wow. And um, that first year, it was um, mostly youth. That, uh, it was at a district Luther Lee convention in western North Dakota. About 600 high school kids walked for between 20 and 25 miles in the snow and uh, they raised about $28,000. And so 50 years later, we have 800 walks across the country and uh, between 80 and 90,000 people will walk in Crop Hunger Walks this year. Amazing. So it is really amazing um, to think about the impact that really a lot of youth started way back when uh, and they have um, really came up with this model of a charity walk that so many other organizations
1: have really emulated after. Uh, the first Crop Hunger Walk. So I love that, um, and I'm still honored that I was asked to be the Grand Marshal um, of of the Hunger Walk. And what I love that you do is when there is an adult Grand Marshal, which there is every year, there's also a Junior Grand Marshal, which is one of the youth.
2: Absolutely, um, we we want, of course, to get as many youth involved as possible. As John was saying, youth are where the walks started 50 years ago. I can't even imagine they walked 20 miles in the snow. We don't ask our people to do that. I just want to put that out there right now. Uh, and we expect no snow three weeks from today, barring you know another crazy day like this. Um, but we certainly know that it's youth that drove this uh, event from the beginning, and we want to continue to encourage youth to be involved. So. Mm-hmm.
4: Um, so, uh, would you guys explain the name and the uh, distinction between them—the Hunger Walkathon West, the HWW—the local crop hunger walk—and why is crop displayed in all caps?
2: Well, I just want to start by saying that the, the we are the local crop hunger walk, but the people who preceded me in co-chairing this organization, decided to give it a name of its own, Hunger Walkathon West, to identify it from Hunger Walks in other parts of the area. So Hunger Walkathon West just happens to be sort of the brand of our local crop Hunger Walk. Why CROP is all in caps, I'm gonna have John tell (laughs) you.
3: It has really gone through a couple of um, iterations over the years. Um, Communities Responding to Overcome Poverty, the Christian Rural Overseas Program, um, and now it's just crop. Uh, Because it's been around for 50 years, that is the name that people recognize. Uh, But even crop itself precedes the crop hunger walk. And even farmers out in like DeKalb, out in Western Illinois, in Iowa, a farmer might have a crop acre where they would uh, plant the crop and then when they took uh, when they harvested the crop and took it to the elevator or whatever, they would take the money from that acre and donate it to church world service as a crop acre. Uh, and then also there were the friendship trains that went across the country, and people actually farmers would actually give their crops and put them in train cars and they would go across the country.
1: Now this is here in the U.S.? Yes. Well, I hope they were able to get a reduction in their property taxes, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at and least for that well, one acre. And this was back,
3: um, <laughs> sort of, uh, right after World War II, so mm. uh, Church World Service has been around almost 75 years. Interesting. Uh, and so uh, it really was following World War II in the reconstruction of um, Eastern Europe.
1: I find that fascinating. Well, you know, we're going to get into how the monies are raised, um, how the money rate that, that you raise impacts local communities in a little bit, but I first want to explore the global reach of the Crop Walk. So, you know, folks listening, you should know that 75% of the funds, and if these figures have changed, let me know, um, but 75% of the funds raised are used by Church Gold Services to help alleviate hunger throughout the world. Over the years, the Crop Hunger Walk has raised, I think, more than 1.4 million. Yeah, that's this particular walk. So This particular walk. Austin's. Austin's Walk, books, <laughs> yes. that's not 1.4 over the course of time. Right. Uh, nationally or even internationally. That's what our feet right here yep. in the Austin and Oak Park area um, have been able to um, achieve. But so what are some of the ways that the money is used? In, um, Tell us about some of that great work. Sure, Uh, we are
3: currently working in about 30 countries around the world, and really looking at hunger um, as more than just food. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we see that uh, having clean water is a hunger issue. Mm -hmm. Um, We do education, uh, helping people learn about um, subsistence agriculture, or learning how uh, they can grow crops in their own country that uh, will survive, and they'll be able to live on what they produce. Um, we really are in it for the long haul for a lot of the countries where we go. We, we walk alongside them, we like to partner with local agencies um, and really uh, build a relationship with those local agencies. So um, th- there's trust that's built. Um, the, pe- the local people begin to really trust us and the organizations that we partner with. So we do things like sanitation, building latrines in Vietnam, we do water catchment systems in South America to capture uh, rainwater, and they, it's kept in tanks or cisterns uh, to be used later. Um, we do um, different kinds of trainings for um, childhood malnutrition and um, hunger and feeding programs for, for mothers with kids. Um, and, uh, yeah, just really, in, a, in many ways, looking kind of holistically at, at people.
1: I'm curious to know, are any of those training programs, do they take place here in the United States? I and mean, I can imagine just even in the, in, the, um, in the Austin neighborhood, when I think about the kids, Doug, you asked me about earlier, the kids that we had uh, working in the community farm and learning, the community garden, and learning so many life skills around community gardening. There are so many kids that would be interested in that kind of training.
3: Sure. You know, we uh, we really leave the um, domestic hunger education up to the local agencies. Mm-hmm. And so um, this walk supports 10 local agencies. Uh-huh. And uh, so of that uh, $1.4 million over the years, mm-hmm. 25% of that has come back locally. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's our reach here domestically is to those local agencies, mm-hmm. uh, as well as disaster response, um, working with hurricanes, mm-hmm. um,
0: and flooding, things like that. Mark, do you want to add something? I did want to add something, Doris, to your question. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Quinn Center, which is one of the agencies, has a a program in the summer for youth to plant not only flowers but vegetables and then talk to them about nutrition. Uh, The OPRF Food Pantry here has a nutritionist on staff Mm -hmm. that talks to the clients who come in for food every month and what's the best way to prepare them oh, boiling or cooking and so there's a lot of outreach beyond just providing food per se yeah. but providing knowledge about food wow. and so that's very encouraging that these are grassroots events that's
1: that are really occurring great. here in our community i like that i like that now um Keenan has another question as well but i want to ask you marty since you've got the mic tell us what it's like to
0: market this event well, that's an interesting question, Doris, thank you. Uh, when I first started with the, on the committee, somebody said to me, uh, why don't you promote this on Facebook? Mm-hmm. And I had heard of Facebook, but really didn't know how I would use it in terms of the hunger walk. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Triton College fortunately had a course or certificate in social media. I said, that's for me. <laughs> because I always <laughs> believe in learning no matter how old you are. Yeah. And so I signed up, they had four modules. I said, I'll just do the first two, but I wound up doing all four. And that taught me uh, how to use social media because I don't know how your young interns, for example, receive their news. And so I gave them a business card, mm-hmm. which to some of the older people think this is hieroglyphics. <laughs> That's right, all the different <laughs> right? images on the bottom. But, so on the bottom, it very simply says that the date of our walk, the website that we're on and all the social media that's available Mm -hmm. because my thought was I don't know how they're getting their information just I believe have you involved from a radio station Mm -hmm. to using Facebook Live and are going to go to SoundCloud for audio That's right because we just, I don't know how they're going to get that information Well I also noticed
1: that when I created um, the posters I noticed that you posted that on
0: Instagram. Correct. Yeah. That uh, Instagram seems to be the hot platform of the moment. Uh, it requires more work because now I have to do three platforms. But and what, what are your three major
1: platforms? Facebook, Instagram. Well, and, and
0: also YouTube because I do a lot of video. And uh, but the point is, we don't know where the youth or other adults are going to see information about it so just before walking in here i tweeted to your followers (laughs) on twitter uh, davenport talks Mm -hmm. that we're going to be on the show and this is how it all escalates so that that's right uh, we only may have i think under 150 followers on facebook but when i send out a facebook and i copy uh old park for forest food pantry they might have five hundred followers. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a sort of rolling idea. Plus, the last thing I want to say is that on our website, when somebody comes to it, I have about three to five seconds to capture their interest. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I put a video at the very front. Yeah, video's So that good. if if they don't want to read all the text that they can look at a visual. And so I need to be able to capture uh, people's interest
2: and what you. we're doing. Um, yeah, um, and well, that's, that's good for people to know. I just want to comment that, you know, we, we're, we've we been a very successful walk. We uh, were number 9 in the United States in 2018 in the amount of money raised. And none of that would be happening if it wasn't for all of the efforts of our committee members. Certainly Doug, who is tirelessly raising money at all times, so I don't think he ever sleeps, but uh, Marty's work with uh, social media and then we have people working on business donations. It, it's really a group effort and it's really an amazing and happy confluence of hardworking volunteers. So We have a great time. That's
1: great. That's yeah.
2: great. Keenan,
4: Can you explain to our listeners exactly how you raise your money?
2: Uh, well, taking away the negative implications of it, I think of it as a pyramid scheme. So, uh, we have... Don't worry folks, we're not going to send you to jail. No. <laughs> so, we have a center uh, of fundraising locus, which is, in our case, Hunger Walkathon West, and we're also, as part of that fundraising money, will go to Church World Service. To get the money, We reach out to recruiters, mostly in churches, but we also have other organizations that recruit participants. Then those participants go to people they know and request donations. So if you look at the the pyramid from the outside, you have the people making donations to the participants, the participants being part of. A recruiting team and the teams all being part of the walk so it's a very positive sort of pyramid scheme and um, it seems like a lot of people don't understand it so I'm glad to have had an opportunity to say it it, it makes uh, you know a $10 donation over here and a $20 donation over there When it's all put together, this is how we raise over $80,000 every year.
4: Uh Mm Uh-huh. So before, tell us how much money has been raised so far, our overall goal. Last year was a banner year. The WALK broke previous fundraising efforts, raised $22,271. Our church ascension was celebrated for its consistent years of work and Charlene Macamani. Were highlighted for and uh, for their particular efforts. I believe they came in. You said eighth.
2: Uh yeah, John says you were eighth. Mm-hmm. And we figured out how many churches it is.
4: How many churches? between eight and ten thousand? Did you hear that, Charlene? Between eight and <laughs> and ten thousand. And ten thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And Ascension was number eight. Uh,
4: yeah. And did you hear that, Pastor? <laughs> <laughs> Here. It's amazing.
2: Yeah.
1: So, what was the question?
4: They <laughs> just answered it. Oh.
1: <laughs> You're not well, exaggerating. Then, well, then, though. Doug, let me ask you what is it that makes you work besides the fact that your beloved Barbara forced you to do this many, many moons ago? But what has kept you and continues to keep you raising money for the Hunger Walk? Well, you know, forget the obvious reasons. Oh, uh, yes.
4: Well, well, you gave the first really good reason. It was Barbara that brought me in, screaming and kicking. I don't have the time, and all she said was, "Yes, you do," and you know, and, and and away it went. Uh, so I would start off with. Uh, fortunately, I had wonderful, uh, persons working with me, and Loretta Christensen was the first one, who found our friends, got their got their emails, started the email list. And. And then uh, uh, the uh, uh, other, other women that were, that were with me extended that to, it ended up being a thousand people on emails, which was really too many names. Uh, and I kept telling them, you know, get it down to the realistic thing, so they have this big, that big thing. And then we put, we put out a five-hit program of awareness, knowledge, likeness, and conviction by the tribe, which means be aware of what it is, get some knowledge of what it does, Here's why you're going to like it. Here's what other people say about it. Now, come on, give. And it's interesting. Uh, And then, you know, I also tell them that I'll be in front of the church. If if you don't want to do that, uh, I'll grab you in front of the church. Actually, I really don't grab people. All I do is wear that uh, sweater. And you guys can see that on on the uh, Facebook. I am a hunger walker fighter. Uh, and I, I'll wear that, or the other one that just says walk ask me," uh, and it's amazing the number of people that will just ask me, and that's that's good.
1: And that just stopped by, and I, you know, I actually will say this to our pastor as well over the air, <laughs> because the, you know that's a badge of honor to be able to say that you are eight out of how many, John? Well, between eight and ten thousand. Eight and ten thousand. Eight out. Eight and ten thousand. Um, to think that Ascension came in eighth. So when Doug is out there, more than the twice allotment time period to be out there, It's because we're making history (laughs) in the name of Jesus.
4: Yes. In the name of Jesus. That's right. (laughs) Can I get an amen? (laughs) (laughs) Amen.
1: (laughs) But now, since we're talking about money, let's put things in perspective. So Doug has given us a really good reason to be motivated about raising money. What are the fundraising goals for this year, and how does that compare to the overall
0: national uh, goals? Well, the the net. Locally, as of tonight, we've raised a little over thirteen thousand six hundred dollars. Wow! So if you're listening out there and you're near a computer, you could log in and donate now. <laughs> but uh, if we have two goals. One that Doug said that several years ago of a hundred thousand uh, dollars. Last year we raised eighty-two thousand five hundred, and Joanna's saying let's do eighty-seven this year. So I'll let Joanna and Dub fight it out. <laughs> for how we're gonna do that? And it's really amazing how helpful all of our efforts are to get this done. Mhm. Wow. Uh,
1: JC, you have a qu- you have a question for our guests? Uh, hello. My name is J T, and my question is: uh,
3: This year, are we going to see a lot more youth participation? Why was it important to get the youth involved? Tell us about the creative strategy
2: you employed to attract youth. Did it work? A J T. From your lips to God's ears, <laughs> we will have lots of youth participating. You know, it seems like um, because wa- uh, crop walks have been around for fifty years, uh, some people think that they're that it's an old-fashioned idea. But actually, it's as new as the new people who participate. And so the more new, i.e. young, people we have participating, the better. Last year we had a special youth outreach that we tried that didn't work as well as we had hoped, uh, but we're, we're always working on it. Uh, Church World Service actually this year has developed an app that will allow people to use their devices to measure how much how much they're learning, how much they're walking, and we're hoping to use that big time next year. It's not available for us to use this year, but we we feel we, it's our fervent belief that an app that people can use on their devices will inspire more and more of the more modern generation to get into it. And that's great, and I'll just say that I think,
1: too, that um, we can't discount that our modern generation, they're still designed with the same human genes that the rest of us are designed with. So there's nothing like hands-on participation. And I do believe that even our youth who are so focused on electronic devices, one way to get them to participate in the walk is throughout the year, To create opportunities, and I don't know whether some of the agencies that are recipients of these funds have programs where they offer community service points to high schoolers so that they can participate with the food pantry or participate with some of the other organizations so then all roads lead to the walk, and part of their community service points is participating in the walk. And that
2: certainly could be one way to get them more involved. They don't need to go to our constituent organizations. They can come straight to us at HWWcraft.org. I know, but see that's <laughs> that that's that direct appeal that doesn't really work well. You've gotta have
1: them some some these touch I need to volunteer,
2: Doris. So oh, yeah. you can come and work at the law,
1: or before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and and the different touch points, that's good. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, um, did you want to say something no else? no no that's okay I, I feel like we haven't talked about what the local agencies are and I don't know if you want to hear about that yeah sure yeah so I know uh, we've we've been an organization that has looked to inc- increase our reach geographically mm-hmm. um, but we have always, even from the very beginning, supported hunger-fighting agencies in the Austin community. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, we have two food pantries in Austin, two in Maywood, two in Melrose Park, um, Oak Park, Forest Park, and then also Housing Forward and Cluster Tutoring. So we're really reaching out beyond the Park borders. So it's good mm-hmm. we're not called the Oak Park walk hunger walkathon west and we're very yeah. very proud of that
1: is this a dog friendly walk it is great great because some walks are not some days it might be nice to take a dog yeah right
2: <laughs> i agree
1: and 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 they're they're donation magnets that's
2: right <laughs> that's right we, we get people we get children in strollers we get people in wheelchairs uh participating we get uh, people of all ages uh, and it, that it's a wonderful opportunity for the community to work together.
1: And that's what I love about it. Wow, that's really good. Um, now, have you have you folks met and talked directly with some of the families that have been impacted by um, the, all of these donations? I know you give them give the money to the local agencies, but how often do you actually get to talk with some of the recipients one-on-one? But, uh, and this is John
3: Scogin. Yeah, <laughs> I would say that most of us would have talked to recipients, and we didn't know it. Um, I think that uh, hunger is always a, a, an issue, and um, so many people are one paycheck away from needing the food pantry, and uh, would, would go to the food pantry so that they could pay other bills. Uh, and um, so maybe you know they, they go for a while, and then um, they, they don't. Um, but I think, um, for, for all of us, always to be open to having a conversation with people we know, that uh, at any point, any one of us could be that recipient. And that's why something like this is so important with that local connection, because um, even if we don't know exactly who, we know that we are looking out for our neighbors.
1: Yeah, that's great. You know, the Bible says the poor will always be with us. And with that, we know that means people. the hungry will always be with us. But it's not necessarily what people think. Um, you don't have to be poverty-stricken to need right. assistance and food. And you know, I know I say it a lot, but that's because it's true. There are a lot of families that have still not recovered from the economic downturn of 2008. Right. And we're seeing more and more families, people with children in shelters, in need. It's no longer just the single man or woman uh, who goes to a shelter. So there are a lot of people in need and and sometimes I think people buy into (laughs) um, myths about um, uh, people being on drugs or something like that and that causing the hunger. No, it can happen to anybody. It could be your house burns down. you know, Not because you were doing anything wrong, but something happened. An electrical fire. You could lose your car and thereby lose your means to go to work every day. Therefore lose your job. It becomes a domino effect. So the work that you're doing...
0: Is so incredibly important. So I just wanted to add, Doris, that <coughs> the unsung heroes are the uh, agencies that provide the food to people in our community. And I just want to give you some Please. statistics, if I may. Cluster Tutoring, who helps children who are struggling in school, gets money from our hunger walk. Uh, and they serve about 131 children a month right here in our town. Wow. If you look right down the street to Oak Park River Forest Food Pantry, is, they serve about 3,600 people a month. So think about when you're walking in Oak Park on certain days, people are going to First United Church where they are housed to get food because that is their only source of or limited source of. And then you have the Quinn Center in Maywood that's serving 125 people a month. Uh, so vision of restoration uh, in Melrose Park serving a thousand a month I don't think these are numbers people really are aware of and are conscious of Mm -hmm. when we're all walking down the street but that's why I think what the Hunger Walk does is so important to help these local agencies
1: Absolutely well, this is the opportunity to give your best sales pitch. Oh, wow. Tell everybody why they should want to be involved in the Crop hung- Hunger Walk that's coming up on uh, Sunday, May 5th. Cinco de Mayo. And Oh, <laughs> it is Cinco de Mayo, that's right, that's right. They have a
2: lovely new red t-shirt
1: ah. uh, so, for Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> so let everyone know, will, will the step-off still be a pilgrim?
2: It will. Okay, so give us all of those details. Okay, well the walk is on Sunday, May 5th. The registration will start at 1 p.m. And uh, then at 2 p.m. we'll be stepping off after a rally inside. Uh, We will have lots of fun around that Pilgrim before the walk and after. People will walk east and over to Third Unitarian Church in uh, Austin. Then they'll walk back west on washington and go to input avenue for a rest stop and then north to unity church for their last rest stop before coming back to pilgrim it's about a four mile walk if you want to do the whole thing if you want to take the shortcut nobody's going to talk bad about you uh, in fact if you want to walk around the block that's fine with me uh, my main goal in these walks is to raise money and so we're just happy to have any participation we can. And i just like to say that she talked
1: about having a little bit of fun before the walk actually steps <laughs> off. That fun involves food. It yeah. does. <laughs> John, did you want to say something in closing?
3: You know, I think um, the best sales pitch is that you're going to have a good time and you're going to raise money for really worthy causes. Uh, and so everybody should come out on that day and just have a great time.
0: Absolutely. Marty? And lastly, just to say that this is a community event, and <clears throat> you may not think that you could really make an impact or make a difference, but our tagline is Ending Hunger, one step at a time. And through those steps over 35 years, we've raised almost 1.5 million dollars. Wow. So our community does make a difference.
1: That's amazing. Well folks, you heard it. You heard it from them themselves, Joanne Despotis? John Scogin, and Martin Colchimiro. And they are all here for the Crop Hunger Walk West. I never say the name exactly correctly, but go to the website, (laughs) and Marty, if you will give me a digital copy of the poster, I'll post the poster on the Doris
0: Davenport show Facebook page as well. Thank you, Doris. Thank you for having us. Thanks, Doris. You're welcome.
1: Thank you you so much. It's been a blast. Every year we do this, (laughs) so we're looking forward to it, okay? Go raise some money now. Thank Thank you.
0: This concludes the broadcast, and we want to thank Doris Davenport and Doug Wyman for having us on their show to talk about the issue of hunger. We hope you've enjoyed this show, listening to about the Crop Walk and what we do and why we do it. So, hopefully, you'll be joining us Sunday, May 5th, 2019, and every first Sunday of May uh, to end hunger now. Thank you.